You are now listening to the Rose of Sharon Church podcast. It is our prayer that God challenges your heart during this week's message. If you would like to let us know what God is doing in your life, please email us at rostnshare at gmail.com. We're glad you're here. Welcome home to Rose of Sharon Church. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. And with two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. Look at your neighbor and say, them there are angels. Verse 3. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. Verse 4. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of Him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. Verse 5. So I said, Woe to me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwelt in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken from the tongs from the altar. Verse 7. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Hear Am I send me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, dear God, for the word of God. Dear God, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that it is able to bring freedom to our lives. Dear God, it is able to convict, it's able to bring freedom, it's able to bring understanding, it's able to bring a change. And I pray in the name of Jesus right now, dear God, Lord, that you move in every heart, that you move in every life. And that, dear God, in the name of Jesus right now, dear Lord, that we may open up our hearts, that we may hear the Word of God, and that we may be changed, encouraged, and, dear Father, challenged, dear Lord, to see you do something in our lives. We thank you for it and we praise you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said... Amen, amen. Before you see to turn around and tell two people, say, Woo, my Lord, I'd like to see that. This morning, for a few moments, I want to preach on this topic. Never the same. Never the same. See, brother and sister, whatever the Lord has a meeting with you, you will never be the same again. When you have had a true meeting with the Lord, you will never be the same again. Does that mean that you won't ever turn from what the Lord was dealing with you at the moment? No. But you know what? You will be the, you'll never be the same again. Why? Because it means that usually you go deeper than what you ever thought. Why? Because you've got to cover up all that God was showing you. Brothers and sisters, once you have a meeting with the Lord, you'll never be the same again. You see, meeting the Lord 
can and it will change things in your life. When you have an authentic, true meeting with God, it will change the way you live. It will change your outlook. It will change things. See, brother and sister, occupations may change. Friends may and will change. Relationships may and will change. Places you go may and will change. Hobbies that you've had may and will change. Your language may and will change. Mm, Lord have mercy. Your lifestyle may and will change. Your attitude may and will change. And frankly, brother and sister, you will change when you've had a meeting with the Lord. And listen, it's not just an attitude change on a grand scale like when you come to know the Lord. You can have a meeting, brother and sister, that changes your attitude day by day. I can't tell you how many times my wife would look at me and says, you need to go pray. And I've had to go pray, and guess what? Changes your attitude when you've been in the, in the prayer closet. Meetings with the Lord changes things in your life. Meetings with the Lord illuminates things in your life. Meetings with the Lord changes you. No matter what you are, no matter where you came from, from what family you came from, everything in your life is subject to change and can change in just a meeting with the Lord. And you will never be the same again. See, brother and sister, in our text this morning, we find a great illustration of what happens when you have a meeting with the Lord. Yes, this meeting is quite grandiose, okay? This meeting is quite grandiose. There's very few meetings with the Lord that you will find like Isaiah in all Scripture. Can I just say this to you, brother and sister? Your meeting with the Lord may not be as grandiose as this one. Been serving the Lord a long time, but I've never seen what Isaiah saw. Right? I've never seen six-winged angels crying out, Holy, holy. I've never seen the Lord with this train filled the temple in that kind of setting where the Lord just kind of brings him right into the throne room. But I have seen a whole lot of other stuff. And I have seen what God happens whenever you get in the presence of the Lord and He begins to work and you may not see it, but you sure enough feel the train filling the temple. I, have, I may not have seen with my eyes the Lord sitting on the throne and watching the glory of the Lord fill the throne room like Isaiah did. But guess what? I have been in a place like this where I have felt the presence of the Lord and felt the train of His glory fill a house and I have seen what happens when that happens. I've seen, brother and sister, lives changed. 
I've seen addictions broken. I've seen healings take place. I've seen God do amazing things. I've seen with my eyes what happens the moment whenever you have people filled with anxiety and depression and all kinds of cares of this life that just kind of just breaks upon them. But whenever they come to a place of experiencing the presence of God, everything changes in their life. And they're like, ooh. Ooh. When all of a sudden, that change happens. And they've been in the presence of the Lord. And all of a sudden, there He is. That's a beautiful place to be. Brother and sister, understand something. There is a man by the name of Isaiah that saw something that changed his life. We are all familiar with Isaiah the prophet. But can I share something with you? He was not always Isaiah the prophet. Let me just stop right here and just let me share something with you. Brother and sister understands that before T.D. Jakes was T.D. Jakes, he was T.D. Jakes. Before Billy Graham was Billy Graham, he was just Billy Graham. Before Paul was Paul, he was Saul. Before Peter was Peter, he was... Peter. Understand something. Before any man of God, any woman of God, they were not always the woman of God. The man of God. They were just people. Oh, Lord Jesus. Look at this. Look at 2 Chronicles 26. 2 Chronicles 26. Flip over your Bible. Flip over and look at this passage of Scripture. I want to share something with you. 2 Chronicles 26. And y'all are being quiet on me this morning. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. 2 Chronicles 26. And look at verse 22. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah. The first and the last. The prophet of Isaiah the son of Amoz wrote. Can I share something with you? Before Isaiah was a prophet, you know what Isaiah was? He was a scribe. He was a scribe. You know what a scribe was? You look in 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Those were all a compilation of stories about kings. Those stories, the more detailed kind of history of those kings were found in individual volumes. You know who they were written by? Somebody that traveled with the king that wrote about what the king did. They were called scribes because they wrote what the king was doing. They were historians. They would write all the things that was going on. When you read about the history of Uzziah, you are really watching nothing more 
than the job of Isaiah. Why? Because brother and sister, that was his job. And brother and sister, understand something. He, from all accounts, he was good at his job. From all accounts, he loved the people that he worked with. From all accounts, he was good with people. He excelled in his work. He excelled in what he did. But brother and sister, understand something. There came a moment and there came a time that everything changed in Isaiah's life. And in a moment, Isaiah became not just the scribe, but he became something more than just a scribe. My God in heaven, I feel like I could preach if y'all would just come along with me this morning for just a few moments. Realize this, brother and sister, your destiny may be wound up in where you are now. Your destiny may be wound up in my job that I am now. I'm a scribe. I'm this. I'm a carpenter. I'm this. I'm a mechanic. I'm this. I'm a haircut specialist or salon. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you are. You cut hair. I don't know. You can be able to have all kinds of job descriptions. But understand something, brother and sister. You do not have to be labeled by just exactly who you are at this moment and this time. Why? Because everything can change whenever you come in contact with the Lord. Man, your whole definition of yourself can be changed. The whole definition of how you define who you are can be changed in a moment. Brother and sister, understand something. We come to this position that the first time that we meet Isaiah, he's not the prophet that writes the word of God. He is a man that writes the works of a king. But in Isaiah chapter 6, we begin to find the linchpin that forever changed Isaiah's life. Why? Because the Word of God says in verse 1 that in the year that King Uzziah died, all of a sudden his job was, all of a sudden there was a problem in his work. All of a sudden there was a problem that existed in the workplace. All of a sudden there was an issue that rose up. All of a sudden there was an issue that began to happen. All of a sudden, something rose up, and in the middle of that moment, that something, a problem rose up, guess what? God was in the middle of the problem to bring forth the change. Oh my. There's so many times we get to such a place that we freak out whenever change begins to happen. We freak out, and brother and sister, understand something. There are legitimate moments of freaking out that you should do. Hey, there are some news that you just can't help but freak out in. There are some things that you just can't help but freak out in. There is something that you just can't help but go, oh man, what in the world? But brother and sister, understand something. Isaiah was in a situation that as his job began to change, the Lord said, you know what? There's a reason in the midst of whatever the turmoil is in this part of your life, 
because you came to me, I'm going to reach into your life and I'm going to pull something else out of it. And I'm going to call you into another area. Oh, Jesus. Every man or woman of God that you've ever heard about or you've ever known, all have in the past, they've just been people that all have one singular, singular common denomination. They all have had a meeting with the Lord. Some have had destructive pasts before they met the Lord. Others did not. Some came from good families. Some came from worse families. Some people came from certain parts of the country. Other people came from other parts. But brother and sister, it all comes down to this. It's not what your history is before the moment that you meet the Lord. It's what happens whenever you meet Him. See, brother and sister, you could probably describe Isaiah as the typical churchgoer. In that, they know the Lord. They're around godly people. They're doing things. They're, you know, they're there. But just like Isaiah, Isaiah only reported what others have done. Ooh, Lord Jesus. Help me for just a moment, Lord Jesus. Help me this morning. See, brother and sister, Isaiah could be labeled as a typical churchgoer. They report about what others have done, but when them themselves are not necessarily doing what they're reporting about. Let me say that again. Isaiah is like a typical churchgoer. They report about things but what they report is not necessarily the things that they or themselves are doing. But brother and sister, all that changed whenever Isaiah had a meeting with the Lord. And in that meeting, brother and sister, everything changed in his life. This is one reason why the Lord wants so much to meet with you. Like this morning, He was here to meet with some of you. But brother and sister, some of us did not respond to the call of the Lord saying, Come here, come here, come on in. Maybe it's how we've been trained in the past. Maybe it's how that it's, we're new to this. Maybe it's just because, well... We're nervous about this. Maybe it's just because I'm just setting my ways and I don't give a rip and I ain't going to take it from anybody. I Whatever. But understand this. Whenever you are in that position that the Lord wants so much to get you in a position where He can meet you. Why? Because it's in those moments that you can be changed. But that is the very reason why the enemy does everything in the world to keep you from having those moments with the Lord. Yeah. 
Then you, brother and sister, I, I hear it every week. Somebody will call me up and they'll say, Pastor Tim, y'all, I was planning on being there, but you know what? And the story begins, usually on Saturday night, and it begins like, it's something always happens right before church on Sunday morning. I'm sorry, Pastor. It's just so difficult. Yo, what? Something happened. Never, I guarantee you, the next time you try to be able to begin to say, you know what? I'm going to begin to pray. I'm going to begin to seek God every day. Now I'm going to get up, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes early so I can just spend some time with the Lord. I guarantee you the very first morning or the second morning or the third morning, something's going to go wrong with your alarm clock. And the day that it doesn't go wrong with your alarm clock, you're going to get up and you're going, to go, yes, I'm ready to be able to pray. And somebody's going to call you from work that says, you need to come in early. There's going to be something that's going to happen. Why? Because when this is to understand something, just as the Lord wants you in His presence, the enemy wants his best to keep you out of His presence. Why? Because the meeting with God can change everything. Now catch his brother. Whenever he had that meeting with the Lord, his life was changed. Wherever he was going, whatever his destiny was, whatever the circumstances that surrounded him, things began to change. His outlook began to change. His reason for being began to change. All of a sudden, as he had those moments with the Lord. Brother and sister, that is what we want when we gather together in a place like this. We want the hand of God to be here to usher us and to allow us to come into the very presence of the Lord. Why? So that you can have those moments where you can be healed, where you can be touched, where you can be delivered, where you can be convicted of your sins, where you can experience the presence of the Lord that changes you. Sister, that's what we want. That's why, brother and sister, why we allow worship to go a little bit longer than what normally does. Why? Because it's those moments that you can be touched if you know how to be able to enter in and to just be in the presence of the Lord and know that He loves you and that He is there to be able to touch you even as you lift up to Him. Oh, brother and sister, realize something. Can I just blow your mind for a second? Because this thing that started messing with me this week. And that is this. Brother and sister, understand something. We don't know where this happened. This meeting with the Lord, we don't know where it took place. Okay? He could have been in church. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Man, they could have been happy. They could have been just thinking, he's a good, good father. Yes, you are. And then all of a sudden, the presence of the Lord could have walked in and grabbed, and there's Isaiah going, what? Just having this moment. And Brother Criticism looks over going, there he goes again. (sighs) Brother super spiritual over there. Let me just share something with you. You better watch that critical spirit of you. Because you know what, brother and sister? The Bible tells us this. 
that those that will humble themselves, God will lift up. But those that think too highly of themselves, God will break down. Why? So that He can be able to lift you up in humbleness where you can be better than what you were when you were critical and when you were prideful and whenever... Can I just take a moment to share this with you, brother and sister? Let me just share something. Just because, just because, mm, Jesus, just because you think you got it going on does not mean you got everything going on. And I guarantee you, if you've got the wrong attitude, I promise you this that which you do have going right. It will go wrong soon enough. Why? Because your attitude stinks. And when your attitude stinks, everything else has a way of crumbling around it. Listen, you may be the smartest thing in the world, but if your attitude stinks, who will want to hire you? Nobody won't work with you. They'll find reasons to fire you. Why? Because your attitude stinks. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I ain't got time to talk about that. Let me just share this with you, brother and sister. We, I'm going to stop meddling now. I'm going to get back to preaching now in Jesus' name. But listen, brother and sister, you get to that position that we don't know exactly what was happening. Isaiah could have been in a, in a joint prayer service. He could have been over just praying, just praying anything. But brother and sister, we don't know. He could have been one morning he walked into his prayer room And when he walked into his prayer room, he got on his knees before the Lord and he began to call out to God and God began to do a work in him. We do not know how God met him or where Isaiah was when the Lord says, I've got a meeting with you. But one thing we do know is this, brother and sister, God had a meeting with him. And hear me, brother and sister, Do not limit the avenues that God can be able to have a meeting with you. Do not limit the avenues that God has a meeting with you. Talking about being critical. Talking about not just worshiping, man. In in, in moments like this when we get together. Why? Because it's in these moments that you can have an encounter with God. Changes everything. Don't limit in these moments where you get alone to pray. Why in the world do we talk about why it's important to have a devotional time every day with you and the Lord? Why? Because it's in those moments that you get alone with the Lord that He can be able to meet you in a divine way and He can change everything in you. Just like that. Once you may say, well, Pastor Timmy, you you just don't understand my schedule. You just don't understand what's going on in my life. You don't understand. You're right, I don't understand. But guess what, brother and sister? I do know this. I understand what God can do in you and through you and for you if you would just give God a little bit of that time this morning. There's no mention of how Isaiah came into this meeting with the Lord. However, in whatever form. But let me just take this moment since the National Day of Prayer is coming on. And let me just share a few things with you this morning. And just let me just encourage you this. 
In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6, let me show you the power of being having a time of prayer can do in your life. The power of having a time of prayer can happen in your life. But you, when you pray, now look at your neighbor and say, you. Look at your other neighbor and point at him and tap him on the shoulder and say, you. Okay? Now look at yourself and go, you, me. Okay? For some odd reason, we do this on a lot of things. That we will always look at our neighbor or we'll look at the spiritual one. The spiritual one. That one that does things for the Lord. That's the one that needs to pray. That dude behind the pulpit, he's the one that needs to pray. He's the one. But listen to what he says. When you pray, you you, 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 and you, and you. When you pray. When you pray. See, brother and sister, it comes down to this. It's when you pray. You have the ability to pray. You have the ability to meet the Lord. You have the ability to have God meet you in a way that can change your life. You have the ability. So when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, or who is in the secret place, and your Father who is in the secret place will reward you what? Openly. There's a reason why spiritual people are spiritual people. There's a reason why God uses certain people in doing certain things. Why is that? It's because those certain people have been tucked away in a secret place meeting a secretive father that that father is now openly rewarding them in public. Why? Brother and sister, the Lord wants us to be able to come to a place to have a meeting with the Lord. But that meeting doesn't have to come in just a church place. It can come whenever we get together with the Lord on a personal, personal, personal way. See, brother and sister, that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Look at verse 6, chapter 6, verse 7. Listen to what he states here in Matthew. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. In other words, they're looking at their prayer as, oh, it's got to be quality. It's got to be quality. It's got to be quantity. I got to have a lot of words. Oh, Lord. You know, we went to, um, oh, I ain't, I ain't going to say it. I about to say something and bust somebody out. Never mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. But you know, I don't know if you've ever been to places where people have broken out like books of prayer. And they'll read books. And one of the greatest, you know, one of the craziest things, I'll never forget, I was in a, a minister's, you know, prayer meeting. And one of the guys just out of kind of spontaneity says, Brother, why don't you just pray over that? And the guy looked at, <laughs> the guy looked and he says, I can't do that. 
kind of, kind of strange at him. And he says, I, don't have, I didn't bring my book of prayers. And I thought, Lord, have mercy. Can I just share something with you, brother and sister? You do not need to use a book of prayers to pray to Almighty God. See, Pastor Tim, I don't sound like our founding pastor that prays in King James Version. Oh, ye, oh, Lord, oh, God, you are great in all the firmament of your power. What does that mean? Just because you don't use King James English does not mean that you can't pray. Then we went to uh, 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 one of the midnight masses. Uh, there at uh, one of the, uh, I think of the church in the nativity there in, uh, in uh, beautiful, it's beautiful. And music was beautiful, all this stuff was beautiful. But I kept noticing that all these prayers were just, you had somebody that would hold a book to them and they would pray these beautiful prayers. And they're beautiful. People have spent a lot of time writing these prayers. They're beautiful. Can I just share some with you? You don't have to pray with vain repetition. And according to verse 7, the Lord says this, I prefer you not to pray with vain repetition with all of your nice many, many words. I would rather you just pray from right here, from the heart. I would rather you pray from the heart. But this is to realize something. The Lord wants to have a meeting with you. But that meeting does not have to come with somebody praying over you. It can be with you just one-on-one with the Lord and saying, Oh God, here am I. Brother and sister, I'm here to tell you something. You don't, listen, my time when prayer with the Lord is not, Oh Lord, thou God in heaven. Thou art awesome in your mighty permanent power. We blessed be the name of the Lord and all of your mighty works. No, that's not how I pray. Whenever there's stuff going on, I'm like, oh God, what is going on, Lord Jesus? What in the world? Why? Because that's what I'm feeling at that moment. When stuff is going on, I'm like going, oh God. Whenever there are things that I'm praying for, and I'm praying for you, and I've been praying for you this week, brother and sister, I'm going to tell you something. You probably, I don't pray in open the way I pray over you. Why? Because I'm praying, and I probably, you don't need to hear what I'm praying about you for. Because I'm opening up, and I'm just being honest with the Lord. God, you know what's going on in their home life. You know what's going on in their business life. You know what's keeping them here and there. You know this. You know this. So, oh God, do a work. Brother and sister, you don't have to be full of vain repetition. You just have to pray. You just have to open up your heart and just talk to the Lord. And just pour out whatever it is that you're going through. And you pour it out. And if you love him, brother and sister, understand something. Your love should be proved out in the way that you walk, according to the word of God. But it also should be poured out in your affection and your voice to the Lord. Let me ask you something, brother and sister. Whenever you are caught with your best friend, how many of you walk around with a little pad in your back pocket and you pull the pad out and you look at it and you say, uh, when your friend goes, hey, what are you doing? And you look at your pad and go, 
ooh, 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 what did I say that I was doing? I am doing well. No, you don't do that. Why is it? Because if you have a friend, you know what you do? You talk openly with them. Back and forth. You talk to them. I don't, I, I don't think sometimes when I talk to my friends. I just talk to them. It just comes out, brother and sister, understand something. The Word of God tells us that the Lord wants to be closer than a brother to us. He wants to be a friend above all. Brother and sister, He wants you to pour out your contents of your heart and allow Him to become a friend to you, brother and sister. Realize this, the Word of God says in Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3, listen to what He says, that if you will just call to me, call to the Lord, I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. That is the God that we serve. He's a God that is able that if we will just call out to the Lord, He will show us things. If we will just take time to be with Him. And brother and sister, if I can be able to share with you just a few other things this morning as we get ready to close, you can read the rest of Isaiah chapter 6 through verse 8. Realize this, that the moment that he began to have time with the Lord, guess what? The first thing that began to happen is this, he saw himself. Brother and sister, one of the great things that the enemy wants to keep from you, and that is to see who you really are. Because what he will find, what you will find out is this, yes, I am flawed. Yes, I am messed up at times. But yes, I am loved. And yes, he is with me. Oh, Lord Jesus. You will see who you are. You'll see the negative, but you'll also see the positive. If you just spend time with him. He continues, brother and sister, not only does he see himself, but he also sees the people around him. And when he sees the people around him, yes, that's the Lord calling. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he's saying, listen very closely to that pastor as he gets ready to finish. And he just says this. Not only do I see myself, but I see the people around me. Whenever Isaiah came to the Lord and he had a meeting with the Lord, he began to look at the people and he says, you know what? Not only do I have unclean lips, but also... Lord, I'm in the midst of unclean lips. I'm in the midst of a people with unclean lips. You know what the Lord told him? He's calling out to him, and, he, and Isaiah says, you know what? There's a problem with them. But Lord, I'm willing to go and do something. He says, you not only see yourself, but you also see that there are other people that need something. See, I can tell exactly what our prayer life is. Mainly because as we begin to pray more, you know what we begin to do? We see ourselves in a real way. We see God in a real way. But we also see people around us in a real way. When's the last time you served somebody? When's the last time that you served somebody because you saw their need? When's the last time that you reached out to somebody because you saw their need? You may say, Pastor Tim, but I don't see that. Well, sister, I promise you, if you'll get, begin to have meetings with the Lord, the Lord will begin to show you things. Brother and sister, this morning, have a meeting with the Lord. National Day of Prayer is coming up. Don't let Thursday be the first day that you meet with the Lord. Meet with the Lord today. 
Meet with the Lord tomorrow. Meet with the Lord on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Meet the Lord. Why? It's brother and sister. He wants to meet with you. And He wants to work in you. He wants to see great things in you. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Almighty God. In the name of Jesus for this people, Lord, that have allowed me to preach. Lord, a little bit longer than what I should. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Dear God, Lord, that you will touch. And Lord, that you will encourage us, Lord, this morning. To spend time with you. That you will encourage us, Almighty God. Dear God, Lord, to have meetings with you. Sometimes these meetings, oh God, Lord, can be difficult. Sometimes these meetings, Lord, with you can can be hard to schedule. But dear God, Lord, these meetings with you are the things that make us Christ-like because we have been with you. Dear God, I pray in the name of Jesus right now. Lord, for those, Lord, in this building, Lord, that maybe have not been taking the time and maybe been allowing everything else in the world to kind of get in their way of those moments with the Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will touch, Lord, that you will convict, and dear God, Lord, that you will begin to call out to them to spend more time with them. I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, mighty God, Lord, for the, your presence that has been here. In the name of Jesus. I tell you, you're here and you say, Pastor Tim, I've walked in this building and I don't know Jesus. I don't know the Lord. I've never accepted him as my Lord and Savior. But for the first time today, I want to ask Jesus to forgive me. That I know that I've done wrong, but I need to ask the Lord to forgive me. If that's you here in this building, I want to pray with you. If there's one here this morning, would you just lift up a hand across this building? Are you here this morning? I don't know Jesus. I don't know Jesus. I don't know Jesus. Is there one? In the name of Jesus. On that case, this is what I want to ask you to do. If you're here and you say, Pastor Tim, I want to begin to have meetings with the Lord. Maybe you've already been having meetings, but you want to recommit yourself to meeting more with the Lord. If that's you here this morning, this is what I want to ask you to do. I want you to ask you across this building about you just to stand to your feet this morning. You say, Pastor Tim, I want to ask the Lord to be able. I just want to meet with the Lord this morning. I just want to be able to begin to commit myself to begin to set myself to meet with the Lord more than I should, more than I am now. I want to meet the Lord. If that's you here, if you're going to give yourself to meeting with the Lord, I want you to just stand your feet across this building. Come on, right now in the name of Jesus. I want to, to meet the Lord. Just stand up right where you're at. Just stand up right now in the name of Jesus. I want to meet the Lord. I want the Lord to work in me. And I want the Lord to be real in me. That's you here across this building. Come on and just stand to your feet. In the name of Jesus. I want the Lord to meet me. I want the Lord, I want to spend time in